What is up, what is up, and welcome back to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. I'm your host, Matt, and as always, we're talking blood sport, we're drinking beer. The beer we're drinking today, it's Bush Light, the nectar of the gods. And we got a, we got a lot to talk about today, a stacked UFC card, PFL, um, PFL's got their card coming up with the women's lightweights and the men's welterweights. And then we'll go over everything else, combat sports going on, especially uh, MMA, because we do got a good bit going on this past week, month, a lot to talk about. Um, so we'll go ahead and get started with this super stacked UFC card, UFC 276 Adesanya versus Cannonier. It's also got Volkanovski versus Max Holloway 3 on it. It's going to be amazing. So on the early prelims, fights to look out for. We got uh, Duplessis. He's taking on Brad De- Brad Tavares. Um, Tavares, he doesn't fight that much, but man is a beast when he does fight. Um, I, I can't remember who his last fight was too, but dude, dude is a gamer. He just doesn't get that much action. I'm not sure why, but that's going to be a fun one to watch. Another fun one, depending on how it goes, we got Uriah Hall taking on Andre Munoz. Um, Hall is a vicious striker when he's dialed in at least. Sometimes he's really timid and just doesn't show up to the fights, unfortunately. He's got some insane knockout power and some just super unorthodox strikes. Great. He's like a karate-style fighter with power. It's He's a beast. Andre Munoz, he's a beast in his own right. He's an armbar specialist, great with jiu-jitsu. He snapped Jacare Souza's arm. Um, I forget who his last fight was. He got an armbar finish in that one as well. So that's going to be fun, and that's on the early prelims. Just going to the prelims, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be on ABC and ESPN, so you can watch it on either of those. We got Donald Cerrone versus Jim Miller kicking things off. So two legends going at it. Both have great jujitsu. Uh, Cerrone's kickboxing is amazing. They're both a little over the hill, but I mean they're both warriors. They both go till they can't no more. Um, Jim Miller's been getting a lot of knockouts lately, but it's been un- over a, a lot lower level guys, whereas Donald Cerrone, he's on a bit of a skid, like I mentioned in the last episode. Um, so he's looking to snap that. Jim Miller's looking to keep the hype train rolling. We'll have to see, but I guarantee that's going to be a fun, fun fight. Um, and then after that, we got the undefeated Irishman, Jan Gary. He's taking on Gabe Green. Um, Gary, super annoying on the mic. Thinks he's Conor McGregor, but nobody else does. He thinks he's the best talker in MMA. He's really just cringy. He's worse than Triple C, the king of cringe. He's annoying, but man, he's got some good striking. He's got some power in his hands. And yeah, he's real fluid when he's out there. He just he moves very well. He's striking. He knows where to hit you. Um, Gabe Green, he's just a very well-rounded fighter. He's got wins over Philip Rowe. Um, he's got a TKO in the UFC as well. He's pretty green to it, just like Jan Gary, but he's looking to derail that hype train. We'll have to just wait and see, but I, I bet that's a fun one either way. We're either going to see Jan Gary shut the fuck up, or we're going to see a Jan Gary knockout over Gabe Green, so that'll be fun. And then after that, the featured prelim, we got Brad Riddell. He's taking on Jalen Turner. This is going to be a strikers matchup for sure. Riddell, he's out of city kickboxing. Dude has great kickboxing. He's not a real power striker, not a knockout specialist by any means, but he's a dog. And then Jalen Turner, he's got lightning fast hands, great kicks, super long, um, and he's got some serious knockout power. He's a real linky dude, but he can knock you out. I don't think this fight's going the distance. 
We're gonna see, of course, but I think I think we're gonna see Jalen Turner get a knockout and kind of start moving up the rankings because this dude's a contender, I think. And that's what we got for the prelims. On the main card of that, we got Robbie Lawler kicking things off against Brian Barbarena. Again, two legends of the sport. Lawler, you know, former champion. He's coming off a TKO victory over Nick Diaz where he looked amazing. Um, real rejuvenated because he was on a major skid there for a while. Uh, Barbarena, just a game competitor. He's coming off a split decision win over Matt Brown. Um, and just always puts on a fun fight. Win or lose, dude's an entertainer. So that's going to be another fun fight. And then after that, we got Sean O'Malley. He's taking on Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz, again, striker's delight. These dudes both love to strike. Very different striking styles where Sean O'Malley wants to keep you at range, pick you apart until he sees that perfect opportunity to close the distance and get the KO. Um, and he really has a great killer instinct. When he senses blood in the water, he knows when to pounce. He knows when to let you keep working until he can get you. Um, and then Pedro Munoz, Munoz, Great striker as well. He's a bit different. He likes those short hooks, that dirty boxing. He likes to catch you on your way out when there's a break in the clinch or anything. He likes throwing those hooks, those kicks. It's going to be a fun one. This is definitely Sean O'Malley's toughest test to date. He hasn't fought a top 10 dude yet. I don't even think he's fought a top 15 dude, but this will definitely catapult him if he can pull this one off. Munoz, he's on a skid, so beating Sean O'Malley, that's going to give you some star power no matter what. And then following that up, we got Sean Strickland. He's taking on Alex Pereira. Um, this is going to be a fun one. Strickland's been dominant in the middleweight division of the UFC. He's just got forward pressure, a stiff jab, great boxing, real good wrestling, and he's an absolute lunatic. The dude will sit there getting punched and punching you, screaming at you. He's just so fun to watch fight. Regardless of what you think about his personality, I love it even though he's a fucking psycho that says offensive things. I think it's great. He doesn't need to be correct politically or in any other facet. He's just, he's fun to watch. He's a hes a character. And then on the other side, we have Alex Pereira, kickboxing legend. Dude's got some insane power. He's only 4-1 and one in MMA, 2-0 uh, and oh in the UFC. He's got a flying knee KO over... Um, can't remember the guy's name, but uh, flying knee in his first UFC fight and then a unanimous decision win over Bruno Silva. Um, and this might be a number one contender fight. I mean, both dudes are, well, Sean Strickland, he's super high ranked and he's been streaking. Alex Pereira, he's the only guy in kickboxing to ever knock out Israel Adesanya. He's got some insane power for middleweight. I mean, dude hits like a heavyweight. I'm picking this for fight of the night because you got Sean Strickland moving forward with the insane pressure, never never say die, and Pereira's just, he's a beast in his own right. So that's going to be a fun one. Fight of the night, I'm calling it. And then in the co-main event on the card, which it could very well be the main event, but they go by weight classes a lot of time with UFC or all the time. We got Max Holloway. He's taking on Alexander Volkanovsky. These two have already fought twice. They're clearly the best featherweights in the UFC, probably the world, because I don't think Bellator or uh, One have anyone that comes close to their skill level. They put on two super close fights, super fun fights. Um, this is going to decide who is the best of the best. Volk has been looking like an absolute killer in his last couple fights, but and everybody that I'm seeing online, they're saying you know he's got a lot more, 
a lot more drive, a lot more fire in him. That's what Khabib Nurmagomedov saying. Max Holloway's been going out there and outstriking the shit out of these dudes, just making them look silly and not getting. I mean, when he does get hit, he's just not absorbing damage like these other guys. He's just the best boxer in the UFC, I think. The guy has so much volume. It's going to be a fun one. And that, the first two went the distance, went to decision. Uh, second one, some people say it was controversial. It was super close, so it could, it really could have gone either way. This one, I don't think it's going past the, or I don't think it's going the distance. Holloway doesn't think it's going past the third round. I'd love to see it. I hope they just go out there swinging hands. It's going to be fun, you know. Holloway's never been stopped in the, or he's never been knocked out or knocked down. I think in the UFC, and Volkanovski, you know, undefeated in the UFC, so. Somebody, somebody's going to have something bad happen to him, of course. Either Max is regaining that crown or Volkanovski's going to cement himself as probably the best featherweight of all time, maybe behind Jose Aldo, but definitely in that conversation. All right, and then in the main event, we got Jared Cannonier. He's challenging Israel Adesanya for the middleweight title. Um... This is a different test for Adesanya. He's been untouchable at middleweight so far. Um, Cannonier, he's not like the other guys he's fought. Not that I can think of, at least. Maybe similar to uh, Paolo Costa, but a little bit more skillful, I think. Um, he's a power puncher. He's got great boxing, great kickboxing in general. But that kind of plays into Izzy's strengths. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's definitely a threat with that knockout punch, knockout kicks, but Izzy's a great counterpuncher, probably one of the best we've ever seen next to Anderson Silva. So, oof, burps, burps, burps. Um, yeah, but one of the best counterpunchers we've ever seen. If he can get Cannonier's timing, I don't see this being a long fight. Either is going to land that bomb, or Izzy's going to find a way he's gonna just wait till uh Kennedy whips a punch dive in land a combo and get that finish making him look silly like he always does um but yeah that's this saturday on espn plus pay-per-view and like i said prelims are going to be available on es or on abc and that starts at 8 p.m early prelims i want to say are at 7 30 or 6 30 or 6 and that's on espn plus and ufc fight pass i believe so you really don't want to miss this card. It's going to be absolutely amazing. There's a lot of fun matchups on it. And then moving on to PFL, we got the women's lightweight champion, Kayla Harrison. She's taking on a 12-12-1, Caitlin Cooper. Um, Kayla Harrison is just having trash cans added to a record. Women with no name in the MMA that really haven't done anything, and their records speak for themselves, really. Um, she's a beast, don't get me wrong. She's just not being challenged. So that's going to be the main event of that card. Also going on on the PFL main card, we got Rory McDonald. He's taking on Sabadou Sai. Um, Sai is probably the best kickboxer in PFL's welterweight division. And then Rory McDonald, he's got just great striking. He's got great wrestling, great jujitsu. He's well-rounded everywhere. Um, he's probably not as good as Sai on the stand-up, but... This fight's going to be who can determine where it's going to take place. Can Rory break the distance? Because Sabadou Sai is tall and long. He's got long reach, long legs. It'll be a fun one. McDonald, though, 
you know, former UFC title challenger, put on two wars with Robbie Lawler. It's going to be fun. And then we have Brett Cooper taking on Ray Cooper the third. Ray Cooper, the four, the last champion at welterweight for the PFL, um, he looked terrible in his first fight in this season. Missed weight, got beat by unanimous decision. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't a good look. He's banking on a first round finish to get into that get into that playoffs. And even then, if other people are getting first round finishes, he might not get it. And then. That's really all that I care to talk about for the PFL. Everyone else, I mean, we got Magomed, Magomed Karadov. He's fighting, but he's not really fighting a high-name level opponent. So not a ton to talk about, but I'm sure there's going to be fun fights. We just, no sense in diving into names that we can't find anything on. And then finally, getting into the news around combat sports Tommy Fury was slated to fight Jake Paul and I'll get into my feelings on that in just a moment um, but he was denied access to the USA and his for a press conference recently due to his ties with uh, Keanan uh, Irish mob boss that's wanted by the US Tyson Fury he's also banned from the US so neither of them can get in I don't know if he'll be able to make the fight because I mean they're saying that they don't want anybody with ties to him fucking with anything with the USA. Tommy Fury says he had no ties to him, only his family did, but I don't know. But my feelings on that fight in general, Fury, a much smaller guy um, than Paul, for one, and he's not really a great boxer. He's been fighting trash cans just like Kayla Harrison has to pad his record. Um, just dumb. What Jake Paul does for boxing, I hear people say it's good for boxing. I disagree. As a former amateur boxer, I'm not here to say, you know, I'm a pro boxer. I was making money. I was doing that. But, you know, I was in national tournaments a lot. I was in the finals in a lot of them. Never won. Well, I won some smaller national tournaments. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is how this is bad for boxing. Someone like Jake Paul who just jumps into the sport and he's fighting fucking Nate Robinson, he's fighting these much smaller MMA guys that have never boxed in their life, Ben Askren, um, Tyron Woodley, who, yeah, he's got a good punch, but he's not a boxer, they don't have the boxing skill, he goes out there, and then he just, he's making a mockery of the sport, making millions of dollars, people say it brings eyes to boxing, but it really doesn't, because how many people that are watching the Jake Paul fight, how many of these YouTube fans and Jake Paul fans that watch his fights are going out and buying the Canelo pay-per-view and buying the Terrence Crawford pay-per-view or the Errol Spence or the Lomachenko fights. I mean, it's not good for boxing. He's just making a mockery of it, and it's just it's annoying to see at this point. I, I don't want him. I want him to fight somebody that's a pro, somebody with under 10 fights. Let him go because I've got a lot of quarrels with Jake Paul's fighting style. I'm not saying I could beat him. Been out of the game forever. Much smaller, but that's that's his fucking forte. Fighting much smaller guys, but he's got he throws looping punches. He's not technical at all. His footwork is okay. I'll give him that, but keeps his hands down. So bad defense. And again, he's fighting fucking trash cans. People that just don't have boxing experience. Ring, they don't have ring aptitude. It's it's fucking filthy to watch. That's all I have to say about that. Other things going on around combat sports as we move away from boxing. 
Um, Benel Darius, he was supposed to fight Islam Makachev before he had a leg fracture. Um, he's saying he wants to fight Dustin Poirier, both top five. That would be a great fight. Um, it makes sense because Poirier is looking for a fight. Darius is really the next guy up after Makachev, in my opinion, since Charles Oliveira has been beating everybody. Dana White says they want that he wants to see Darius take on Matsu Gamrot, who just uh, who just defeated Armin Tox- Armin Sarukian. Um, I think that's kind of disrespectful to him because Matsu's just on the outside of the top ten or just barely cracking the top ten. Um, yeah, give him give him Dustin Poirier. That'd be a fun fight because Dustin needs to show he can beat a grappler, and Darius needs a top five opponent to really solidify himself up there. And Nate Diaz. Still no fight for Nate Diaz. What's going on there? I mean, the guy wants to fight. Give him a fight. I don't want to see him fight Jake Paul. I want to see him fight an MMA fighter. I want to see him take on Kevin Holland, honestly. That would be such a fun matchup. Both the guys, great strikers, great jujitsu. Both are great talkers. They're just, their game, they love to show up and perform. Give him a fight, damn it. Give give Nate Diaz a fight and don't let him out of his contract. Resign him because I want to see him keep fighting in the UFC. Maybe not at the top level. He doesn't need to be fighting the top dogs cuz he's not there right now. But give him some fun matchups. He's a he's a fucking character that the UFC does not want to lose. And finally, I'll leave you with some local news. We got Dan Spawn, a local boy from Muskingum Muskingum uh County. He, uh, I believe he wrestled for John Glenn, if you're from the area. He's fighting at the Cherry Valley Hotel this Friday on July 2nd in Spawn vs. Vogel. Um, you know, he competed in UFC, The Ultimate Fighter, PFL, and I think it's going to be a fun matchup. If you get the chance to make it, I'm going to try to. You know, anytime we can get these local MMA cards on, they're always fun to see, so... Try to make it. I don't know if we can. See how the cards work out. We got fireworks. I'm going to try to see with my kids too. So we'll have to wait and see. But my name is Matt with Blood and Beer. I appreciate you tuning in.